Hey, welcome to Chucked, and uh, we're glad to be with you. On this day of recording, it is a beautiful, beautiful spring sunny day. Thank God for that. Um, oh, it's been good to make it through April, mm. Austin. To me, April is the toughest month. March and April, mm. like all 10 months out of the year, no struggles for me. I love winter. Boy, March and April are just, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tough. So we have a beautiful day today. We have a lot to talk about. Um, you go ahead and again. You're golfing a little bit today. I am, sounds I, like. I am going to sneak out to the range and hit some balls today. I, I'm playing in the Nipper tournament next week at the end of next weekend. Uh, next What's weekend, uh, it's at Marine Country Club uh. with some friends. And I've played in it a few times and I haven't played this year. Well, I take that back. I played in, I walked nine holes. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a competitive, it's a competitive thing. Mm-hmm. And I, you want to do well. You don't want to go out there and hack it up. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I just don't play anymore, for the most part. So mm-hmm. I am, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm back into it. Good. As you know, I've had a leg injury lately, so it's prohibited my tennis, and it was just driving me crazy. Yeah. Um, but I was, I wasn't, I wasn't going to tell you, but I did Monday. Chip and I hit at lunch, and it was a bummer being out there without you at schoolhouse. Um, I'm so glad you was, didn't tell me. I, that would have been I was going to wait a few days to tell you. Yeah, but, really, uh, I appreciate that. I drove past the house and your car was there. Yeah, but it was uh, I couldn't. You know, that, that first day out of the year. I know, and that was and it was 80 degrees. Yeah. There's no wind. I even said to your mom, I said, "Oh man, this is the day that we would all we'd be out hitting yeah. this afternoon." And Chip this and evening. I hit for an hour and a, at lunch, and uh, it was nice. Yeah, was really that's nice. good. That's good. Out of schoolhouse. Yeah, yeah. Courts yeah, were so. worse than ever. Really, they were. But, I got to uh, get on my Washington Township Parks District people and mm-hmm. come on, let's get them cleaned up. Dangerously slippery and dirty. Uh, okay, uh, especially I'll, when I'll, you're used to you know indoors. As, you know, so are there any Parks District people listening to Chuck? <laughs> Please clean the courts and you know they take care of that place. It's immaculate. There are courts at apartment complexes more clean than schoolhouse park courts. Yeah, they don't. You know, and they they, uh, they yeah for some reason those guys I don't know they don't they don't clean those I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't get it because it is. I mean, it's just such a well-run park. Mm-hmm. Um, the baseball fields are immaculate. The football fields don't have a blade of grass mm-hmm. out of place. And tennis is a dying sport in America. Yeah. So that's there you go. There mm-hmm. you go. Uh, you know, we need we need some pickleball people to complain. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm recovering from a lower leg injury that it's not major, but. Mm-hmm. nagging i gotta i gotta get ready for the summer season playing you and chip in the summer season so yeah yeah um yeah so let's tell uh listeners what's on the table today well a lot of times we have a conversation as an extension from the weekend and uh this uh or from a weekend i guess and um i thought it'd be we also uh, hope to have conversations that our listeners are most likely having and uh i thought it'd be a good time to talk about craig gross and uh his deal with you mentioned it two weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh and but obviously aside from craig gross and his um venturing into the thc marijuana business from a christian perspective if you can call it that um 
So you're going medical, to have to explain medical to medical a lot marijuana. of our listeners yeah. won't know who Craig well, also, is. But people also are having conversations just for a while of legalization of marijuana, medical use of marijuana. Craig Gross was the founder and for a long time head operator at leader at Triple uh, X Ministries, who's we, who we have partnered with. And um, he spoke at Southbrook a number of times. And uh, he, uh, I guess, has left Triple X after a long run there, or is or is going to. I don't know all the details of that. But one of his one of his uh, new um, endeavors is uh, ChristianCannabis.com, I think it's called. And uh, he's going to distribute marijuana in California, where he lives, where he's a resident. So um, he believes it has. Uh, obviously medicinal purposes, but also can, um, it would seem like that he believes it benefits someone's spirituality as well. And so there are, uh, which is, it is a, uh, to me, it just sounds like a, a nicer way of, a fancier way of um, saying recreational use. Um, so, uh, well, recreational. That's that's an ultimate recreational yeah. usage. Yeah, that's right. So uh, so yeah, um, the uh, it's, it's yeah, as I said, I think it's a discussion that people are having um, even prior to Craig Gross is uh, what place marijuana has. Not I guess more so within a Christian context and within. Um, Christ following people. So, uh, and you mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Um, just well, I was talking about medicine. Mm-hmm. That the proper use of medicine is not a replacement for God, it's a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of people would, that's obviously, would agree with that. That uh, I've, I've heard it from a lot of people in the last couple weeks that are pretty offended by it. And, um, by Craig uh, joining into the this business, so um, you, what, what were you, some of you more your thoughts? On well, I wish. I, so I was talking that day. That day was on, you know, when you're in a dark night of the soul. That you when you're in a place of desolation. So the desolation is you know depression, desolation, uh, country, and. Uh, then I said, parenthetically, let me say, and I used Lewis Smead's quote, that he lived in perpetual depression, and for years, like many men, and many Christian men in particular, I didn't want to take any kind of medication because he said, you know, I was, I was, I was like, I was replacing God, mm. and then realized one day that what Prozac did is provided for his body, what his body doesn't provide. And that every morning it unjumbled his mind that got jumbled overnight and what happens with gunk and cleared it out. And and and, uh, and I said that, and interestingly, for example, Dr. Scott Teeter came up to me afterwards and said, thank for saying this. He said, this is my conversation five times a day. Hmm. Five times a day I have a conversation with someone. Listen, no, it's not a weakness, you know, the idea. And my doctor had told me this when I started taking the thyroid pill in particular and that you know it's not your body your body doesn't provide serotonin that you need and and um, so dr dr teeter said that 
and and it's that's the reason I said it. So I said that, and then I then I mentioned that one of our ministry partners has ventured into um, an entrepreneurial venture that encourages people to use it recreationally. What I wish I would have mentioned when I talked about that was I am all for medicinal applications of THC and marijuana. I mean, I, I you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I wish I had said that because I'm all for that. And no one said anything to me. Well, actually, one individual asked a question about it, and I, yeah, I wish I would have said that. Um, you know, I, so my initial, my position on this is a couple of things, is from the standpoint of, you know, in Ephesians 5, when Paul said, don't get drunk on wine, instead be filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the dangers of inebriation of any kind is the lack of clear thinking. The, the statement that we need a mind-altering help to experience God, I just can't see any precedent for that especially from the one who, while hanging in torturous pain, was offered the opportunity for a, a narcotic, the sponge. And, you know, at that point, he, he, he didn't take it. He didn't take the, you know, the sponge. He was thirsty, and he drank, but he didn't, he, he didn't, he could have numbed it mm-hmm. more, and he didn't. And that's, that's where I am. In my understanding, there's no precedent uh, there's no precept, there's no parable that says in any way that we should have to use any type of inebriation to experience God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, you know, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm stunned. And I say that I just have so much respect for Craig and what he's done. It's just, you know, it fits so... Uh, you know who he has been, and 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 really blazing the trail with pornography and and such. Um, I just I just have incredible respect for him, but I just uh, there's no way I can in- embrace this. And I'm the vice then called us the next day because evidently somebody told them about my message and and the vice out of New York City and asked us for a comment. We didn't comment. But they obviously listened to my message because then in the article that came out the next day, I was quoted. And I sound like a real redneck because I was just talking kind of flippantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, just uh, they literally quoted me on there like, man, there's some redneck from Ohio preacher who doesn't, you know, who doesn't know is, is, is you know, now. And, uh, and um, I, wish, I wish I wouldn't have been as, as uh, off the cuff with it, I guess, where I mm-hmm. am. But I, I no way. I know I'm a person that, you know, you got you know me, and I, I, I've, I, I've, I grew up in a family that has been large drug use for a long time and large drug uh, abuse, mm-hmm. and I didn't choose that path, and it's, it's just one of the top three decisions of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I now I, I'm, I'm, I am the one that looks back and goes, "Yep, I'm that person." For me, it was because of basketball. That I chose, I'm not going. I'm not going to destroy a single brain cell that I don't have to destroy. I just, I mean, that was the, that literally was the thing that mm-hmm. and I'd seen how alcohol and drugs had destroyed my family. Mm-hmm. But 
I just like, nope, I don't, I don't have any brain cells that I just don't think are important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going there. I need every, I need every cell to, you know, in that case, to be the athlete that I wanted to be. And uh, mm-hmm. now at 57, I mean, I, I, you know, our stories are different that way. But I, oh man, would I do that again? Have there been times I wanted to get drunker than a skunk? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ministry will do that to you. Uh, there have been times I would go, man, it has got to be great to escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got to be great. But growing up in the 70s, too, where LSD was a great way of experiencing God, I air quotes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, this is not new. Heroin, LSD. I mean, back in the day, it was LSD and acid, you know. Man, you could really experience God back in the day. And mm-hmm. and I had friends who did. and So I'm. this is not a hard one for me. And, um, you know, right now is my priorities, I will say this, and I love talking about it, because I think you're right, it is a conversation people are having, but it's a gnat on an elephant's butt for me right now in terms of my priorities. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I've got so many other things I'm dealing with, and, mm-hmm. and uh, but I know it's a big deal to Craig, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, just, I love that guy to death. I just, I love him to death, and... um it's a big deal to him. So you know your story's different, as as most people know that you, know, you went into drug abuse for a portion of your late teens, early twenties, and mm-hmm. um, so from your standpoint, the word that I've been telling people who've asked me about it is, I said, you know, Austin used a word, and I expound on this more, Oz. Uh, he said it's reckless. From your standpoint, uh, marijuana, I think it was a gateway for mm-hmm. you, right? Yeah, it was a gateway drug, um, and you just feel like, hey, it's 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 reckless to connotate an enhanced Christian experience because the use of cannabis. Yeah, I think um, proceeding reckless, I would say it's what he's doing is understandable and reckless. I understand what he's doing in the sense of us. Yeah, and uh, as far as. It, proactively, you know, going to within the culture you live in. He's from California. We're from Southwest Ohio. In one sense, it, him going to in, in embracing and going towards the, the, um, marijuana use and, and, and recreational culture is, is the same as us, um, uh, taking players box and sports is, youth sports on because that's the culture we live in so we're going I mean, you know that's just such such a social mm-hmm. um normal we can't you know i don't think you know as a culture southwest ohio can totally grasp especially southwest a religious southwestern culture that we have at southbrook that how um simple marijuana is over there um so I, in that sense i understand why like it totally makes sense um but it's reckless in the sense that it would seem to me that Triple uh, X Ministries, um, a ministry involved in the porn industry, is its antithesis to that in that uh, how it functions. And that Triple X was went into an environment to pull people out of it, whereas Christian cannabis is staying an arm's length from an environment to then give to it and so that that just seems yeah. from 
and I could be totally wrong. I don't know how the whole thing operates. Well, no, I thought the same thing. Just, just, just pause there. I don't, did you read the article? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Craig said... he wants to bring Jesus to people that smoke weed. Exactly, I mean, exactly. But the way he's doing it is totally opposite yeah. of how Triple yeah. X. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very aware that Jesus drank wine. Right, so when mm-hmm. when I you know so he hey he's a glutton and he didn't a, smoke and a, a joint and forget about his kids for four hours while pounding a pack of exactly. Doritos. Though there's a difference between the fact that he drank wine mm-hmm. and when when you can smoke weed and not get have an escapist mm-hmm. reality to it. That's that's the issue. You know, I, chemically, I, I marijuana is not addictive. I don't I don't believe it's addictive. The lifestyle and the behavior. The side effects are addictive, though, I, I think, or are compulsive. Maybe not even addictive mm-hmm. isn't the right word clinically. Um, the behavior, the lifestyle is a compulsive, one that can be very compulsive. Um, and uh, Well, see, and that's, you know, so think about the pornography comparison. And Craig mm-hmm. made that comparison. This is similar to 2002-03 when I went into that. Mm-hmm. And I was just ahead of everyone else. I think Craig was quoted saying that in the article. And I, I would just reiterate what you were saying. The difference was you were entering that world to get to to get. You weren't saying use it. You mm-hmm. weren't saying well, just use the swimsuit issue. Yeah. Right. That's soft. That's you know that's soft porn. Mm-hmm. Just use the Sports Illustrated swimsuit. No, you were you you show the destructive. Increased appetite, diminishing return nature of pornography. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's the danger of anything where it's an escape of reality to some degree. Not like LSD, but it's an escape reality. Boy, we, we you know, and, that, and that's true of an addiction to golf can be dangerous. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it can. You, you, you can ignore your family. I know guys who's, who they've destroyed their marriages by gambling on the golf course. Mm-hmm. It's an addiction. They need that hit. They can't play golf without gambling. And uh, yeah, that's dangerous. That's not, it's, you know. So for me to to embrace that when I know if I if I stood up and said, "Oh man, yeah, I gamble on the golf course every time I play," and be careful with that. Yeah. But the interesting thing about marijuana is it's not a sin to smoke marijuana. Right. And so like, you know, we we tend to get into these things: moral, amoral, immoral. Is, is, right? Is it? Well, it's not a sin to drink a beer. It's not, I'm, I'm sure it's not a sin to smoke weed. I, I you know, I'm fundamentally against it, but mm-hmm. um, it's not a sin. But that doesn't mean it's not reckless. And that's why I liked your word. That's why when people have asked me about it, and I think you have a lot more credibility with it than I do. Well, there's a, there's a bit you of know? a there's a bit of a equivocation fallacy there with people that that use such language as moral or immoral, because usually those such progressive thinkers would not want to um, be so dichotomous with an issue, right or wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's all great, and so, but all of a sudden, well, it, you know, when when you're when you're advocating something like marijuana use recreationally, all of a sudden it becomes there's a there's an intellectual acrobatics that happen that uh, well it's not well it's not right or wrong it's 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 not you know you can't mm-hmm. say it's right or wrong it's, and and that it, it it's that's that's funny um, well and you know and, no I, th- and to that point I I don't you know hey if Craig wants to go that route fine for uh, the reason I said that what I said it's not going to work for us is then we're a church we have to be so careful on these issues because we're a church mm-hmm. our basis our base is recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's a different deal, and that's you know that's why I say it's reckless. Is um, you know, when we had talked about it briefly before this uh, last week or whenever that was, uh, it's 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 a little bit like 
what I said was it's a little bit like a Rob Bell theology, and that's fine if Rob Bell wants to believe the things he wants to believe. I am absolutely for any sort of theological pilgrimage someone has mm-hmm. to take, um, but to be a but to be aware um, that you have a large following and and you will um, prescribe that essentially by publishing works um, to that large following. Um, is pretty reckless um, when you take it beyond private into public. And as a however old, 40-some-year-old adult Craig is, I am I totally believe someone like him who's never used drugs in his whole life has never, um, has, has seemed to have been able to ha- live a moderate lifestyle where he, where he has, a, you know, he has the proofs of a moderate lifestyle and a, and a, and a wise lifestyle. That he has a family, he, you know, he has a career, he has a faith. And um, uh, so I, I totally uh, believe that he could um, smoke weed in his privacy of his own home and uh, or socially and, um, you know, because w- w- he, he's, not, he's not an immature 20-year-old, he's a matured 40-year-old and, um, mm-hmm. and do it moderately and do it, and so with some, you know, but uh, but to prescribe it to and to um, uh, advertise it is is was where it becomes reckless to me, um, because um, most people can't do that. Uh, do that, you just, see the thing with marijuana. I, I don't. Gateway is an easy, easy way to, is one way to say it. I think why we call it a gateway drug is because marijuana is really one of the more lame drugs one can do. And, um, hmm. and that's why people move on from it is because they realize like this is, okay, if you're going to spend money on drug or on a narcotic, gosh, there's a lot more fun you can have with a lot of other drugs out there. And, um, and marijuana just, it just makes you feel, you know, bored after a while. It loses its effect very quickly. You get immune to it, um, so quickly and, um, Increased you just, appetite, you just, uh, you just get fat. You know, you gain weight. You you don't do anything. You don't. You know, you don't. So um, so yeah, that's that's why it's you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so so and and, and you know, I think two things that, that really one is that um, it's I don't. It'd be really cool him doing this if he was like sixteen. It's just not like. Really, you think of, it'd be really cool? I mean, I, I mean, the uh, the people I've talked to that um, it's just it, like him coming out with this issue is kind of laughable. Like, here's a Bible camp guy that never did drugs that now is forty and now is smoking weed. Craig, no one really thinks weed is that cool anymore. It's kind of like you coming out and saying, "Hey guys, Budweiser, dude, <laughs> where have you been the last twenty five years <laughs> yeah, of your life? Yeah, Everyone yeah. drink like you don't like." Wait, yeah. what do you do? Everyone smokes weed, Craig. Like, you know, half of our church attendees probably smoke weed on a regular basis. It's not that cool, you know. Yeah. And it's and, and you don't so that that number one. But on the other side of things, to not to 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 help any, anyone who is offended by all the all this stuff um, or Craig or whatever, uh, I put it in perspective of we're in a world where it's it's even it's far more normal for a pastor or a religious leader to um, sexually harass and prey upon others. Um, if a religious leader is smoking weed, <laughs> yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah. Like in light of, of, of yeah, everyone, right. all the other fallen pastors that are doing things that are unquestionable, yeah. it's like, 
okay, so he's going to eat like one more taco than he should. <laughs> okay. His waistline's yeah. going to expand uh, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Craig, look out. You're going to be shaped like a pear. Pink Floyd. Okay. This. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's you know he's gonna go to one more rave each week. I don't know. Like it's it's not. It's, well, and that's why for me it wasn't. You know, I it's like I didn't. It, it truly is so low on my priorities right mm-hmm. now. But it's a good conversation. It's, it's a good conversation. I'm glad. And honestly, I'm glad you let me elucidate a little bit on my comments. Mm-hmm. You know, because they weren't complete enough. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you get in trouble for what you say. Sometimes you get in trouble for what you don't say. Mm-hmm. And I wish I didn't get in trouble, but I wish I would have said more. Um, and and uh, I bet it would shock us. I mean, it's good to talk about. Here's one of the reasons: is that um, we obviously want this to be a safe place for anyone. Um, but I bet there are an overwhelming amount of parents who smoke weed with high school children that don't smoke weed. Overwhelming amount, hmm. and that that and they would never want that to be. Mm-hmm said in that way mm-hmm. especially at their church yeah and that's why it's a, it's an important th- and not to um and to not to you know and then to give them a message that maybe inspires them to to ultimately it's it's, a, it's not about right or wrong the smoking weed it's about what do you want to be your best self you can still that's be a pretty it, good version yeah. of yourself smoking weed on the weekends but you won't be the, your best self and you won't be maximally useful to people in, mm-hmm. in the kingdom uh uh, and that's with all gray issues. The the issue with gray, you know, sm, you know, conscience issues is what do you want to become? Be mediocre, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it really always comes down to that. Is mm-hmm. you know, I, I there's so many things that are gray that I choose not to do because that's not going to make me my best version of myself. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to get to the end of my race and and say, yep, I gave it I gave it my best imperfect self. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the issue with me. I want to have a clear mind. That's clearly why Jesus, you know, did not partake of the numb, killing narcotic on the cross that he could have taken. Is mm-hmm. it was a clear mind, and that's just just always been a model for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, why, why why I limit my caffeine consumption, right? I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. a reason why I do that. I mean, it's the same thing. Let me, yeah. Uh, yeah, if Craig wants to do something cool, like I don't know, like, there are literally like the, the cutting edge movement within young millennials in urban environments is um, sobriety. Like that is, it's not AA, but it's it's like you know there are these books and studies coming out like the movements right now, and you know so if you want to do something that's trendy, like there are yeah. literally non-alcoholic bars where people go and spend like $17 on some cocktail that doesn't have alcohol in it. And then you go and you socialize and, and it has no, there's no spiritual element to it. It's just like, Mm -hmm. if you want to do the next wave, people were smoking weed in the sixties, Craig. Yeah. Kids don't smoke weed anymore. They do Molly. Like, (laughs) like they, 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 you know, like 14 year olds do heroin. They don't do weed anymore. You know? So I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's good to talk about it, and uh, you know, it's it's, just, it's funny. I say that's not a high priority, but for me, it, it the you know, I would, as you know, I would eliminate alcohol and drugs from the mm-hmm. world if I could, and the world would kill itself. That's what would happen, right? Mm-hmm. Because if the world didn't have alcohol, it would it would absolutely implode. Mm-hmm. But if you know, we deal with stuff every day at our church that is alcohol related. This it causes it- so many problems. Yeah, you know, and it's it's but this is the imperfect reality we live in. I just have to choose how do I live my life, and mm-hmm. and I will say that, and you know this. I want everybody to have what I have. I the I mean, yeah, I can genuinely say I would love everybody to have 
the life I have in in Christ. That I don't I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to take the buzz off every night. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so, thanks for bringing this up. I'm glad that yeah. you did bring it up. I think it's I think you're such because of your involvement in recovery and and you have such a, a credible voice on this subject matter that I don't have. Uh, I just simply do not have. Um, and and I think it's powerful to hear you say that. And that's why, again, I've repeated what you said about about reckless. So, Oz, thanks for bringing it up. It is the kind of stuff that we, we want to unchuck. We want people to kind of be in on conversations we have. And this is kind of a, yeah, a mm-hmm. conversation that we have about uh, such matters. We do talk about more than sports, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. 90% sports, but there is that 10% of the time we, we go beyond that. And um, yeah. we didn't get to talk about Kyrie today and his, his nuttiness that's going on with this, the Celtics. We didn't get to talk about Tom, Tim Donaghy's article that came out in ESPN in which he said the NBA is fixed. Now, this is coming from a not real credible source, but there's a lot we could have talked about. He's but a better today, source than I am, though. I mean, yeah, he is. He is. He's, he yeah. says it's fixed. Uh, but with today we talked about Mary Jane, and uh, hopefully it was helpful to you. Until next time on Chucked, he is Austin Charles. I'm Charles Braxton.